I want to make the argument that this is the saddest My Hero Academia episode we've ever had in the season. And I think even the saddest episode we'll have the rest of the season. I mean, obviously we all love Twice. And I think this episode is one that encapsulated kind of the duality of villains, deep philosophical stuff, but it also had amazing animation. Are you guys with me or not? I think I'm with you. I mean, like, what what else competes with it? Sir Night Eye, which a character we knew for like maybe <laughs> half a season, as opposed to like someone you know, the entire run of the show. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it really compares. Like, I don't think there's anything measured up. And we've talked about death in my hero and how like how much it doesn't happen, right? So I think this is uh, this. I think this might take the cake. So obviously, this is a class one A podcast, and if you guys have not watched the episode yet, congratulations on that major spoiler for the episode. But we are a recap podcast, YouTube video, whatever you want. So that's your own fault. But I just wanted to lead off with that because God, is it really the only thing that happens this episode? But it's such a big part that we'll be diving into super deep going on. As always, my name is Engine Imsgren, and I'm here with James Graham and Dylan Beal, both chat about everything that happened in My Hero Academia season six episode three gonna do a very quick recap then we'll dive into everything that's happened so far sounds good to you guys yeah ever so it starts off with the battle continuing on this one pretty much focused entirely on the villa pretty much with two things going on the entire time one we see the continued attack on the villa um kaminari is still taking some electricity we see edshot take out a bunch of villains and just pretty much all out battle ensues we see a bunch of little fights here midnight gets involved we see uh, Taka, uh, Takajiki do some really cool thing, turning into like a centaur pretty much. And uh, we see Ragnarok and all that kind of stuff. So pretty much a whole bunch of battles here. The villains are all scrambling with all their exits now blocked off and they're continuing to block off more as we go. Pretty much we find out that Redestro still didn't know at this point. They're all sitting downstairs like, oh, this is odd. Like, why isn't everyone here for the meeting? And we see a guy rush in and inform him and his stress just immediately starts freaking out, which is such a really cool moment for those that don't remember exactly what his quirk does. But while all that battling is happening, we see that Hawks is confronting twice, and it's pretty much emotional in a lot of different ways of pretty much twice realizing that he's messed up for the second time, feeling betrayed by Hawks as well. Hawks having mixed emotions of not really wanting to kill um, twice, trying to bring him back over, saying, I'll help you restart, and kind of letting his emotions get in the way. And eventually throughout this entire face-off with a great animation, a lot of great moments, Dobby comes in as well, trying to, it looks like almost in a moment to almost killing twice, but Dobby saving him both times. But twice is eventually able to get away. But as he's running about to start going crazy with another Sandman's Blurade, Hawks does put him down and kill him for once, which leads to a very emotional moment between Toga, Mr. Compress, and Twice in his final words with really the final moment being between Toga and Twice as Twice's last clone dies in her arms. And that's really where the episode ends there with a little bit more of kind of seeing where things go on. But very quick recap there. Obviously a lot of things we'll be talking about here in a second that are a little bit more in depth, but we let off that it was an incredibly sad episode, but I think there's a lot of really good animation here too. And it still felt fast paced and a lot going on as a war should, while still having really deep emotional moments, which made me, but this is my favorite episode of the season so far. I'll just lead off with that. I'm curious what you guys' thoughts are. Yeah, I, th- I think it's my favorite so far as well. I think we're just going to have banger after banger of episodes, though. Yes. Yeah, it's really it's really setting that bar, like, real high. And it, but it, like, this is the nice part. This is three for three now. This is three for three of 
very well done episodes of not getting super like weighed down in like one aspect or another like it's not just heavy dialogue or heavy fighting we are having like a solid mix of both throughout which is great and even so they're still having fun with it too i mean i think there's a couple moments where i laughed here like when um tokiyami had to get in fat gum and be like a taxi to go away while still seeing uh, the flip side of um all that and seeing ragnarok be released run into the underground taking out the entire tunnel um, so I think there's a lot of really good reveals that it's fun and that we're not feeling just incredibly sad the entire time with the sto- twice storyline, but that's still not feeling like it's being dampened by cutting away to other things that are happening. So I think, again, it's a lot going on, but they're doing a phenomenal job of separating scenes and allowing you to feel multiple emotions in the same episode without any other one being dampened. Mm-hmm. But I think it's kind of moving into the twice one is a big one. It's a big episode. For twice is something that I think all three of us have been looking forward to for a while. This is one of the highlights we even called out in the manga moments. Uh, uh, anime watchers are excited to see and stuff like that. The video we did a couple of weeks ago. This was one of those moments. And did it live up to the hype and what we wanted it to be, knowing this was coming? Hmm. I think that's really tough. I think I think it's really hard to beat the panel in the manga because it is like a super iconic panel. It's very very good. But I think they captured. They captured the emotion still around it. Like it was still super emotionally impactful in the same exact way that I wanted it to be. Yeah, I was, yeah, that, that I think is the big thing is that like they did a really good job of like drawing that emotion from the panels and making you feel it watching it kind of in real time. Like it was, it was absolutely gut wrenching, like flipping through the pages really, really fast and being like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit, this is happening, right? Um, and but yeah, I think, I think it is, it is a hard, hard thing to follow trying to animate that one singular panel right because you can only you, I, I, you can only bring over so much that yeah. being said though with how much goes on in that entire that entire event that entire isolated event between twice dobby and, and hawks um it never like, I, like, like again i need to keep going back to it. it doesn't lessen the emotional impact even where you're having these like this crazy conversation between hawks and dobby and then you see this weird camaraderie it's great it's awesome yeah, and I think, I don't know if it's just because I read back the manga just a couple of weeks ago um, on some of these chapters, but when I reread it, I felt tingles in my body of like when this was all was happening, I'm like really got to me. And here I only really felt it right the last couple of moments with the conversation with Toga. I feel like that brought out a lot of the same emotions here, but some of the earlier stuff didn't, but it was still phenomenal. And if you experience it only as an anime, I'm sure a lot of people will be having a lot of those same experiences because you are dealing with it for the first time. So I think some of us just kind of knowing what's coming happened a little bit, but um, I think the flashbacks and some of the things that the anime was able to add though, did add to it as well though. I think mm-hmm. I liked seeing some of the flashbacks. I feel like we got a lot more dialogue between the two than we did actually in the manga. The manga really was only two chapters, which isn't that many panels um, of dialogue. So I think we got more time here together, which which flushed it out. And I mean, of course, I would have loved twice to come over and, and kind of be redeemed, but he just know that's not who he is, and I almost respect that as much. I, I mean, his death only makes me love twice more. I think that's what really signifies a good character, is that when he dies, you like him more than when he was, uh, well, just as much or more still. Yeah, I, I it just, I, it's super, super impactful, like, in both mediums, too. Um, yeah, I, I, I think twice is definitely going to go down as, like, one of the best characters, like, in the series. Yeah, with, without a doubt. And I think, I think the anime actually does a better job of kind of 
building up the the dialogue between Hawks and Twice and how he wants to, like, how Hawks wants to bring him over. Because thinking back, like, it, it, again, it was rapid fire trying to read through the paint. Like, because you felt this moment, like, building in, in, the, in the manga. And, like, some of that, like, I mean, you, you can only re- take in as much as you read, right? Where, in, like, with the, the anime, you're sitting there and you're just watching it and you're waiting for it to happen, right? So, I think like each media uh, medium has it's like it's a perk but i think they but one doesn't outweigh the other i don't think yeah. yeah one thing that like really like i don't know sat with me it's just like uh the fact that he is so unlucky like and going back like you were talking about andrew of like seeing the flashback moments i thought that was really good and added a lot because like yeah twice is incredibly incredibly tragic like he was like um like because of his quirk he like was his own downfall in the very beginning he starts to get friends he finds a place that he belongs he leads to like two people like one person's death one person like losing their arm and it's like all his fault and then finally he meets a new friend who ends up betraying him and it's also all his fault that it's happening and like i know it's super tragic because like it, it it's like he is being punished for being the only villain with an open heart yeah yeah and, and, I, and I, go on james no, I was just gonna say. I think that like it's. It, I think it just makes it so much more gut wrenching that he's like the only not villain villain. You know what I mean? Like he's just like. You, I think he's so much more relatable than every other one of them, and I think that's why it hurts so much more. Yeah, yeah. I, and I, and I he, felt Hawks like like I want to do this. I don't want to do this a lot more in the anime than I did. Which I think again yeah. added to it even more. Of in the anime, it felt like. I mean, the manga it felt like Hawks was finishing a job. In the anime, it's like, no, this is someone that he doesn't want to. He really wants to bring over, which I loved that vibe from Hawks. Because in the manga, I'm like, ah, this kind of makes me like Hawks less. He's like, no, he's kind of more ruthless. But here in the anime, they do a good job of like, no, like kind of putting him in the gray area. And it makes me like Hawks more in the anime now than I kind of do in the manga. Just kind of seeing the different way they're portraying him, which I really like. I actually don't like that, I think. Um, I like when he's ruthless because I think it adds to his overall mission a lot more and really underscores the fact that, like, he is really trying to do anything to push towards a world where heroes aren't needed. Like, you know, because he always gives, like, the cheesy line of, like, oh, yeah, where everyone can relax. But, like, he really does have that drive and motivation. And I think the ruthlessness drives home that fact, just like the fact that, like, might have killed genus we actually don't we still yeah. don't know like it, it, it is like pretty dark because like they even do the flashback yeah. where he's like he's like i did this stuff for you dobby so it's like I, I i think the needle now is going back to like oh yeah you, you might have actually killed genus but like he is doing anything that he can and i actually kind of don't like that he lightened him up a little bit in the anime because the ruthlessness made that hit so much harder uh i'm sure that, that they're gonna go into it a little bit more but like yeah i i I think I think the difference like is different impact, but it's not it's not detrimental or anything like that. I think too, the, like uh, like Hawks is in it, like I think that it's really cool that this character uh, like st- like creates this conversation because even though we have his interior monologue most of the time, he doesn't actually reveal major like plot points or anything like that when mm-hmm. he's kind of like when the 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 watcher is like hearing his internal thoughts and stuff like that because again we still don't know what happened to genus even though we could have just they could have revealed it right there they could have done that with his like with his own monologue because he's not vocalizing that to dobby right so i think i I like that the character is very like he has very polarizing ideas but at the same time like i I think i gotta kind of cheat with uh, on dylan on dylan's side a little bit like 
I did like that this hero kind of existed. That was like, it was very much for the greater good. And that was, that was what his goal was the entire time. Right. So I, yeah, I, but it doesn't cheapen it that much. It's just no. a bit. I think it's just no. a bit. Yeah. I, I think it plays off of like Hox and twice, right? Because they're both kind of gray, right? Like if you really think about them and their motives, like they are both kind of gray of like twice really is like, his downfall was society, right? Like society made him that way. He didn't get the help he needed. Like it literally is no fault of his own that like he ended up with the villains because like he had no chance otherwise. Um, but he is still like kind of trying to do the right thing, at least like for his friends. And then Hawks, on the other hand, was also someone that was like brought down by society and is trying to do something good, but like in his own way too. So I think they're like interesting foils to each other. Yeah, I I agree. I mean, I love I love both the characters. In a way, one obviously we're not going to be getting too much more of, which is sad. But something I do want to kind of talk about, we brought in Dobby a little bit and we talked about reveals. And I think we got the full name reveal of Hawks for the first time. I'm mean, at least um, that's what Dobby called him. And there was a very visible reaction there. And also the whole kind of idea that Dobby never really trusted or believed Hawks and all that kind of stuff. Like, is Dobby more than we give him credit for? Do we think there's some kind of gimmick here? Like, what do we think is going on with Dobby? Because he's really been in the background, even though there's been a lot more of villain tension recently. I don't feel like we've really seen him doing much. So I don't know what's going on with him right now. I, th I think he's connected to a different organization. He has to be, right? So the entire series, we see him, like, disappear randomly all the time. He's, like, constantly disappearing. Even the villains are just like, oh, like, where's Dobby? He's always doing something. Like, he's constantly going off and doing something else. And then now he has information that I don't think any of the other villains have. Now even Skeptic, because Skeptic probably would have brought it up. Like, yeah. Skeptic having the most knowledge out of everyone didn't bring it up. So, like, he is clearly, like, going someplace and getting information, which uh, I don't know. Like, maybe, maybe it is all for one. Like, maybe that is the person he's going to, or maybe it's a separate organization. But, like, there's other stuff going on with Dobby, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I really want to... I don't think he's going with another organization. I really think Dobby's just... hes It's the Sigma male grind set, dude. He's by himself. He's just... And he doesn't trust... Like, the, the, him not trusting Hawks or never trusting Hawks, I'm not really writing that off as anything, like, substantial. I think Dobby has always been, like, not on the same parallel as Shigaraki as far as, like, power or anything like that. But I think he's always been, like, he's a ally of convenience, not so much an ally of, like, camaraderie, like, similar to, like, Twice and, like, Spinner and Compress and stuff like that. I think he's very much like, oh, this organization benefits my means. Um, I'm going to stick with them, right? So I think, I like, that doesn't really surprise me. But the name drop out of nowhere, like, that is... And then, again, we don't circle back to it. It's just like, oh, shit, this guy knows my name. And that's it. That's all we get. And so, I don't think we I, don't. We don't know that. No one knows Hawk's name up to this point. Like, it's, never I, been, I, it's never been said. Yeah. Well, yeah, no, no, it's no, never it, been addressed, has it? it? Isn't that like one of the points? Uh, like when we start learning about like his backstory, it's like because he joined the hero. Uh, I forget what that organ like they the, the government him, people? didn't they, or something like that? Like, isn't there a flashback with him like being talked to by like the the hero administration and then being like. Yo, you're ours now, sort of. Sort yeah, because I mean, he's essentially a spy, right? And so, like, yeah. why why would he have like a real name? So, I, I there there's a reason why they brought it up, right? Yes. Like, there we is will a learn reason. more. Yes. Yeah, I think Dobby and Hawks both have a very big part to play. We have a lot of answers about Dobby, a lot of answers by Hawks that we don't know, and now they're kind of in a confrontation. 
So as early as next episode, we get some pretty big moments there and kind of figuring out what's going on. Maybe Hawks runs away. We don't really know what's going to happen here. But um, nonetheless, I think we both agree that more is going on here with both of them and that we will find out this season. I can't imagine either one of those kind of things continue on past the season. But um, I think a couple other last kind of small things, if there's anything you guys want to brought up. I mean, obviously, kind of seeing Gagato Machia. I know we've been saying Giga Machia forever. It's Gagato. Uh, thank you very much for uh, that correction on that. But we'll probably just call him Machia for now. So we don't continue to screw it up. But <laughs> we saw him underground and kind of getting the idea of that. It, it is, I've always kind of found it interesting how Dark Shadow communicates with Tokiyami and like how he instantly recognized that I was afraid of it. Um, but obviously we don't believe that he's not going to be involved in this at all. He's literally sitting there like, and we've seen that Shigaraki's kind of waking up like shit's about to go down with him, right? Yeah, I mean, it's like a, it's Chekhov's Machia, right? Like, they're not going to just show him and not do anything with him, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah. I feel like that's happened in My Hero before, but I don't feel like it's going to happen here. Yeah, and I, I mm. do like that there's a degree of, like, hubris, too, on, like, the hero's part, where they're just like, well, Shigaraki's taking a nap right now, and, uh, yeah, yeah, nothing's going to happen here, right? And, like, that's, I don't think that's a, nod on, a knock on, like, Fatgum specifically, but I think that's more so the greater plan of the heroes. It's just, like... They're just like, well, he's down there. They're going off move. intelligence. That they're saying, hey, we have four yeah. months. We're at three months. We're good. Like, We're I, good. I, I yeah. don't blame them for that overconfidence. But at the same point, it doesn't seem like they're at all flexible it, it, about it, that. Yeah, and it just seems like, like, you don't just put him in there if he's not going to be a threat, right? Like, he's there, and you got to be worried about it. So, so yeah. if, if Makia goes loose, though, who fights him? Because we, we know that, like, Shigaraki has been fighting Makia like one-on-one and was like getting constantly beat. So Makia's strong, right? But is it like a, is it just like a size thing though? Cause like, I mean, even if it's a size thing, I mean like who, who fights it? Deku? Mount Lady. Yeah, she's like- Mount okay, Lady in the Lurkers. Are you kidding me? In Their the time to shine. Can she get bigger than Makia? Makia's pretty big. She can get like the skyscraper size, can't she? No. She's a fan art where she's pretty goddamn. Okay, that's fan art though. That doesn't count as canon. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's the obvious one how that does, who knows, but I think it's an obvious first show off. Oh, there's someone giant. Send in our giant. Like, I think that's yeah. just kind of how most battles work. What happens from there is maybe that gives a chance for class 1A to shine, class 1B to shine, because we did see, oh, we saw the mushroom and mudman here being oh, very yeah, involved, having their own moments, which were amazing. So I don't yeah. know if that gives a second group of heroes to kind of do it because, well, let's be honest. We know Bakugo, Todoroki, and Deku are going to be getting in the fight. They're all going to have their moments at some point. The chance of them not being involved in a war at any point, slim to none. We're all acknowledging that. No one's believing that. All right, but, what if the rest of the war, though, they're just evacuating civilians and that's all if they do? they did that, I would honestly <laughs> be, be so, so respected because that would mean so many other characters would get some really cool moments, but mm -hmm. then they'd make up for the next four hours of no one else being in the but, this um, is coming that would from be funny. Andrew main character Nimsgern being like, oh no, let's see some side characters get some love. Well, I think that it'd be, is. I mean, when you had this many side characters, that's kind of what's something I brought on that I want the main characters to have good moments, but I love seeing Kaminari get a moment to shine. Mudman and the Mushroom getting a really big moment here. Tokoyami, um, ta uh, Takajiki, Tamajiki, everyone kind of getting their moments here. I love that. It makes it more hype than Deku Detroit smashing for the 300th time. Like, Seeing all that stuff is so much cooler to me with how big and well the cast they developed. So I want that to continue on and let the last four episodes be with the future big three. Let everything I, else building up to that be everyone else. 
talking about side characters i i have a i have a final question for you for you all oh no can dark shadow just die is dark shadow like like it, it does dark shadow die or does it just like go back to tokiami or like like what what would have happened if like dark shadow went into that place and someone just like just got it i don't know if it's because we, we know it's a separate entity of some kind we do but it's directly tethered to tokoyami so exactly. like if they held on to dark shadow i think in theory they could pull tokoyami down with them like i don't think they could do but that should... i don't know if you can like kill them why not it's, so is it does that mean then dark shadow is an indestructible force then but i think he's tied to tokoyami though and like how effective he is is tied to tokoyami because like I think that's, you need... that's beside the question. That's yeah. I thought his only weakness was light. I thought his only weakness was light. Like you can't punch Dark so, Shadow, so can you? In the dark, in the dark, you cannot kill Dark Shadow. Unstoppable. Is that true? I mean, by you, name. Bro, I mean, <laughs> I guess, I guess technically, but like because Dark Shadow. I mean, I, I don't think we know because I don't think Dark Shadow itself has the confidence to be like, oh, I am unkillable. <laughs> like, let's do something about that, right? I don't know. I'm curious. I want to I wanna know, yeah, if he can, like, like I know he can be, feel pain and stuff like that, right? This is, they consider Dark Shadow to be a supporting protagonist in the series. They don't consider it to be a quirk. They consider Dark Shadow in, like, the wiki, at least. Obviously, you can do whatever you want in a wiki as, like, its own character, which is really interesting to me. So I'm, I, I think it's a really interesting conversation, but like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. I I think you can kill it. I think you can kill it, and it would be dead forever. And Tokiyami no, so just if Dark Shadow or Tokiyami are injured or knocked unconscious, the other will not feel the effects. The two have separate bodies and are conscious from each other. So no, yeah, yeah, we we know that, but like the the question still is, can you kill it? All, all of this doesn't matter to the question of can you kill Dark Shadow or not. We we know it's a different where, sentient where being. This, I want to know. Where this, this is my hero academia. You can't kill anyone. Well, cause, well, because it like popped into like the underground area, right, full of villains. Like, what would have happened if Maki would have just like grabbed it and just like smashed Dark Shadow into the ground? Because either either it dies or it's an indestructible force that just like is is impossible to kill. It's one of the two. All right, we'll we'll leave this up to the comments to decide because I don't think we'll come down to anything. And again, our favorite saying is, "They don't explain things in My Hero Academia for a reason because there is no answer to it that would make any sense." Because I get what you're going at is that the two don't make sense. Like either Tokiyami loses his quirk, or Tokiyami's quirk cannot die. Like well, that both is of those. Tokiyami's, that's not Tokiyami's. Tokiyami's quirk is he is a bird. He is a no. bird. Yeah, that is not <laughs> true. I think it's Dark Shadow's quirk that he's attached to Tokiyami. Is is Dark Shadow like like <laughs> he's an entire different person? Is Tokiyami just the quirk of Dark Shadow? Like it could have been twins. It would it okay? What if what if no? Was do twins, not go there. No, it. It, it, it could have happened. He's his brother. Happen. Maybe. We're moving they're on. Birds. They're both birds. Exactly. We're oh moving my on. God, dude. <laughs> Give me this. We'll leave it up for the comments. Decided. I don't. I did not want to continue worry, I'll, this. I'll have a two-hour video on this. It'll be great. It'll be wonderful. Do it, please. I would love. I would love to hear the decisiveness you're going to cause here with that video. Um, any other little moments we want to talk about? Um, anything last that stood out? Any good animation? Any good moments that you guys really want to talk about? Or do you want to wrap up and go into Plus Ultra? I just want to again praise the animation. I'm so happy mm -hmm. that on a dialogue-heavy-ish episode great animation all the way through 
All right. Then with that, we'll be moving into Plus Ultra. It's going to be the third one. And again, for those of you that have not caught the first two or joining for the first time, Plus Ultra is the award we give out. Each and every one of us get to give out our own Plus Ultra to a character that went beyond that went Plus Ultra in the individual episode for whatever reason we want to say. And let's start with Dylan. It's easy. It's Hawks. Of course it's Hawks. Hawks went Plus Ultra here. Not only was he so ruthless enough as to kill twice but also at the same time dodging dobby also saving twice at the same time just because he wanted to get that little bit of like hope maybe i can bring this person with me and then just couldn't like was able to do all of that and like dobby is dobby's strong like dobby is not a weak villain either and was able to kind of escape from him at least alive so easily hawks after being surprised too and getting a huge blast when he was back we saw most of his feathers were destroyed during that which as we saw at the end of season four is a very big deal for hawks mm -hmm. um, yeah. all right james how about you yeah i'm gonna echo it it's, it's definitely hawks i think like and because he's become the anti-hero at this point like i mean there's speculation of him being an anti-hero because we still don't know but he's actually just done it he's killed somebody for the the like the justification that he's a hero sort of thing so i think yeah i think it's got to be hawks no it doesn't oh my god dude where's he going with even this? though he died Ooh. i think having the morals to stick to your guns and want to stick to everything that you believe in despite thinking you have the worst luck in the world you could be looking down the number two hero saying hey i'm gonna make your life better i'm gonna do everything i can to turn it around and still sticking to your gut saying no i only exist to protect and serve those that i care about around me and sticking to that i think is incredibly hard to do especially when you're a villain you think of villains usually as self-centered they're going to do whatever they can to get a next step up or or to kind of protect themselves that's not who twice is he was continuing to do that and he literally had an entire conversation after he was already dead i mean i'm just assuming after we saw his head like cut open up in the balcony after they had that whole conversation that hawks was i mean he was dead for a couple minutes so twice was able to continue to use his quirk pretty much post-death to have an incredible goodbye the only thing he cares about i think doing that and literally beating death to get your last wish out is the definition of plus ultra i think it's more just quirk rigor mortis i don't know if that actually counts as like continuing to use your quirk but I think okay. it is. I, I, I think he I, makes some valid points. I think he makes some valid points. Uh, I, I mean, in an episode where Twice dies, one of my favorite characters, I have to give it to him. It's my last chance I ever have to give it to him. Hawks will get plenty more. Hawks will get more episodes. Twice deserves it. This is his last time. And this is probably like the second time he's ever gotten the award. So he needs <laughs> yeah, he's it. He's got it a couple Man, times. He's got a couple. No, he got it. This one in Price said Man's Parade. That's probably all. The man mm -hmm. needs it. But. That'll be it for this episode of the Class 1A podcast. If you enjoyed this and looking for more anime content, make sure to go over to youtube.com slash Class 1A. If you're listening on podcasting platforms across the world, we now have things on Demon Slayer. We have Class 1A. I mean, My Hero, obviously. We have Bullock. We just started. We're doing more and more as we get going, so make sure to check that out. Otherwise, go over to twitter.com slash Class 1A pod to stay up to date with everything that we are doing over there, updates on our stuff and all that. But thank you all for attending this week's class. We hope you all enjoyed it. And we will be back next Saturday for episode four, season six of My Hero Academia. Thank you all for listening.